to see the characters in the Bible and you've given them as an example to be able to teach us something. Lord, we love you so much. In your precious name I pray. Amen. Alright, well we're there in Genesis chapter 11 and chapter 12. And we saw here a very uh, famous story, a very important story in the Bible. And uh, extremely important story. A few verses, but something that, that is extremely important in the Bible. We see here when God calls Abraham, and Abraham comes out of the earth of the Chaldees and goes to a land uh, that God will show him. Now, just to put things in context, this very short story... Uh, really, as Abraham goes to Canaan land, and he obviously has Isaac and Jacob and the twelve tribes, you know, twelve brethren there, and then that leads into the story of the nation of Israel. Really, the rest of the Old Testament and really the, the entire Bible uh, just deals with the history of the decision that Abraham decided to make right here. When God called him out of the earth of the Chaldees and he went in to a land that the Bible says God would show him. Now, let's just by way of introduction, look at verse 27. We'll look at some of the verses in the story. Now these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abram, that's Abraham before God changed his name, Naor and Haran, and Haran begat Lot. So Terah is Abraham's father, or Abram's father. Lot is Abram's nephew, who is the son of Abram's brother, Haran. Alright, so Lot is his nephew, and that will be good to know. Lot plays a big role in some of these stories, so it's just good to understand that Lot is Abram's nephew, Terah is Abram's father. Look at verse 28. And Haran died before his father, Terah, in the land of his nativity, in the year of the Chaldees. So, Haran dies before his father, Terah, dies. And Haran, if you remember, is Lot's brother from the previous, is, is Lot's father from the previous verse. So, Lot is now left with no, with no father. He has no dad. Look at verse 29. And Abram and Nair took them wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai. And the name of Nair's wife, Milcah. And the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah. And the father of Iscah. But Sarai was barren. She had no child. But Sarai um, was very general child. So I'm just trying to give you... Because this is really an introduction of, of these characters. They're going to be major characters uh, in, in the rest of the book of Genesis and for the rest of the Bible. Sarai was Abraham's wife, Abram's wife. They have no children. Look at verse 31. And Terah, or Terah, took Abram his son. Now I want you to see this. And this is point number one in the, in the sermon. It's kind of going to be introduction and then, a, and then the preaching towards the end. But... If you look at verse 31, the Bible says, And Terah took Abram his son. Now, if you know Bible history, if you know Bible, um, you know, just the Bible story, God, the Bible says that God called Abram. You know, I'm getting really distracted. Moses, I just need you to look up here. Okay? Sit up straight and look up here. And Rebecca, look up here. You understand me? I, you, guys need to, you guys need to learn this story and learn, learn this Bible. The Bible says that God called Abraham. And if you see in verse number 1 in Genesis chapter 12, it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham. Do you see that? But in verse 31 of Genesis 11, the Bible says, And Terah, who is the father of Abraham, it says, And Terah took Abram his son. So if you see the Bible says that Terah took Abram his son. And Lot, the son of Haran, his son's son. And Sarai, his, and when it says his, it's referring back to Terah, his daughter-in-law, his son, Abram's wife, and they went forth with them from the earth of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan, and they came unto Haran and dwelt there. So if you see, 
The Bible says Terah took Abram and he took his son, 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 son's law, and he took Sarai, his daughter-in-law, and he initiates this journey, and they're going, the Bible says, they're going to Canaan land, but the Bible says at the last part of that verse, they came unto Haran and dwelt there. So, no doubt, God called Abram, and God told Abram, I want you to go, and the Bible doesn't specifically tell us this, but surely, Abram went to his father and said, hey, I'm going to be leaving the earth of the Chaldees, I'm going to be going to a land that God will show me, and I'm sure Terah decided, hey, I'd like to go on that adventure, hey, I'd like to do that, I'd like to travel, but the Bible says, and it's very, you've got to take note of this, it says in Genesis 11.31, Terah took Abram, his son. So Terah takes charge of this journey. Bible says they stopped in Haran. No doubt, that was a decision that Terah made, since Terah was running the show. And Tyr probably wasn't... Now, now you got to keep in mind, why would they stop in, 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 uh, in Herod? If you look at verse 31 again, it says, well, let's just read it. And Tyr took Abram his son, and Lot the son of Herod his son's son, and Sarai his daughter-in-law, his son Abraham's wife, Abram's wife, and they went forth with them from the Ur of the Chaldees, and it says, to go to the land of Canaan. So they were going to the right place. They were going to the land of Canaan. But the Bible says, and they came unto Haran and dwelt there. So they were going to Canaan, and I'm sure Tira maybe decided, because he's taking the lead, because he's the one who's taking them on this journey, and maybe he decided, let's go to Haran, and let's dwell there for a while. And maybe Abraham was thinking, well, I don't really want to go to Haran. Or, you know, we were supposed to be going to, to Canaan land, but Tira is taking charge, and Tira decides, it's a good idea, let's just go to Canaan. How do we know that Tira decided? Because he's the one that took charge. He's the one that's taken them. Tira took Abram, his son. Now, Tira probably wasn't as interested to getting to Canaan as Abraham was, and I'll show you why. Tira might have not been interested. Go with me just real quickly to the book of Joshua in the Old Testament. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Joshua, chapter number 24. And we'll see something about Terah. Joshua, chapter number 24, and look at verse number 2. Terah, in Joshua, chapter number 24, and look at verse number 2. The Bible says, And Joshua said unto all the people, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood in old time, even Terah, the father of Abram, and the father of Nacor, and look what it says, they served other gods. So Joshua lets us know that Terah, the father of Abraham, served other gods. So why was Terah maybe not as uh, interested, or not as excited, or not as concerned to go to Canaan land? Well, one of the reasons is because he didn't serve the God of Abraham. God spoke to Abraham, and God told Abraham, I want you to go to a country that you don't know of. I want you to leave your father's house. I want you to leave your kindred. I want you to leave this country and, I, and go somewhere that I will tell you of. And Terah, for whatever reason, took control of the situation. He decided, hey, we're going to go on this trip. Sure, let's go to Canaan land. But let's just go ahead and stop in Haran. And one of the reasons that Terah might have not been as interested in following the instructions that God had led is because the Bible makes it clear in Joshua 24 too that Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nacor served other gods. He didn't serve the same, God, the same God that Abraham served. He didn't worship the same God that Abraham worshipped. And you know, the, Bible's, the Bible says this. A lot of times in the Bible, Canaan land is a picture. The Canaan land that Abraham was 
going to, the Canaan land that the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, and they were going to Canaan land, and they got distracted there for 40 years in the wilderness before they were able to cross the Jordan River and go into Canaan land. But a lot of times the Bible uh, will, will use that as an example, or will use that as an example of heaven. You know, one day we're going to go to Canaan land, and one day we're going on a journey, and we're traveling to a city too, just like Abraham was, and we're going to heaven. But the, the problem is that a lot of times in this journey, see, Abraham... And we'll talk about this. Well, let's talk about it now. Abraham didn't necessarily sin by going to Haran. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, he did leave the country, and he was on his way to Canaan land. And he wasn't necessarily doing wrong by going to Haran or going with his father-in-law. If you uh, look at... Let's see, where do I have these notes? Go, just real quickly, go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 10 and look at verse 23. 1 Corinthians chapter number 10 and verse 23. He was still going to Canaan land. The Bible, and here's another thing, the Bible doesn't necessarily show us Abraham uh, being rebuked by God, doesn't necessarily show us Abraham being chastened by God. Um, the Bible never mentions that Abraham sinned by going to Haran. Uh, the Bible only talks positive about the, this, this uh, story when in different times in scriptures, when it's mentioned again, it talks positive about Abraham that he left the earth of the Chaldees. So I personally don't necessarily believe that it was a sin that Abraham went to Haran and stopped off at Haran uh, on their journey to Canaan. And let me tell you something, I don't believe that it was the, the, the best use of their time. If you go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 10 and verse 23, the Bible says, All things are lawful for me. Paul is talking and he's saying, Look, there's, all things are lawful. Everything is legal for me to do. There's, I can do whatever I want. This morning we preached a, ter, uh, a sermon on eternal security and we proved from the Bible how once you're saved, you're always saved and you will never lose your salvation no matter what you do. And it's very clear from the scriptures and we looked at many verses, I mean, probably 30, 40 verses that just prove that doctrine from the Bible. And here in 1 Corinthians 10, 23, Paul, referring to the fact that he's got eternal security, referring to the fact that he will not lose his salvation, he says, all things are lawful for me, but look at what he says, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. So what Paul was saying was, hey, I can do whatever I want, and it's legal. I can do anything uh, that I'd like to do, and, and it's not go I'm not going to lose my salvation. I'm not going to you know, go to hell because I do something. But he says, not everything is expedient. That means it's not the best. Not everything edifies me. He says there's certain things that may not be a sin, or things that may be a sin, and I just won't lose my salvation, but they're not going to be the best for my life. And when, and when uh, Abram allowed Terah, his father, to take charge, and they went to Herod, Abraham might have not necessarily been sinning. Abraham might have not necessarily been doing anything wrong. They were still on their way to Canaan, and the Bible doesn't tell us that he was doing you know, specifically anything wrong. But let me tell you something. It might have not been the best use of their time, to spend time in Haran. And one of the reasons that Terah just decided, hey, let's, let's, let's go to Haran, and he wasn't as interested maybe as Abraham would have been to go to Canaan land, is because Terah wasn't saved. He was not serving the God, the same God, the same Jehovah God that Abraham was serving. Let me tell you something. In our Christian lives, if you're saved tonight, you're going to one day make it to Canaan land, and you're going to go to Canaan land, but sometimes we yoke ourselves up with people that aren't serving the same God we're serving, and we just end up wasting time in Haran. 
And the sad thing is that many Christians are going to get to heaven one day and realize that their entire life was spent in heaven because they just wasted their time and they wasted their life with people that did not have the same God and were not serving the same God. And look, can two walk together except they be agreed is what the Bible says. So, as, our, as we yoke ourselves up, as, as Abraham yoked himself up with his father, who was not interested in serving the same God that Abraham was serving, he ended up wasting time in Herod. And one day, look, I'm going to make it to heaven, and one day, if you're saved, you're going to make it to heaven, and you're going to make it to Canaan land, but you might just waste your time in Herod. Tonight's sermon is entitled this, Don't Waste Your Life in Herod. Abraham might have thought, you know, I really don't want to spend so much time in Herod. But, Tira is taking control. The Bible says, Tira took Abram. And Tira maybe just isn't as interested because he's not serving the same God. Maybe Tira isn't as interested because he didn't have the same call that Abram called. If you look at Genesis chapter 12, go back to Genesis and look at verse 12. Genesis chapter 12 and look at verse 1. Genesis 12 and look at verse 1. The Bible says, Now the Lord had said... Unto Abram, get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. If you skip down to verse number 4, it says it again, Genesis 12, 4. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lot went with him, and Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Herod. So we see that very specifically. The Bible says that the Lord had said unto Abraham. The Bible says in verse 4, So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. So, maybe Terah wasn't as interested because he didn't have the same call that Abraham. See, Terah, no doubt Terah knew that God had called Abraham. I mean, that's why they went on the journey. I'm sure Abraham went to Terah, his father, and said, God told me to leave the Ur of the Chaldees. And for whatever reason, Terah was interested in the journey. And he said, hey, let's go. And the Bible says he took charge. And Terah took Abram. The Bible says Terah took Lot. And the Bible says Terah took Sarai. And he said, let's go on this journey. And they stopped by Aaron. And maybe Terah wasn't as interested because he wasn't serving the same God that Abraham was serving. But even more than that, he just didn't have the same calling that Abraham called. Sometimes we let people who don't have the same calling on their lives that we have in our lives waste our time and take us to places that just waste our time as we're journeying to Canaan land. You know, I'll give you an example. You know, something that may, a lot of people can relate to. Parenting. You know, God, God has a calling in my life of being a father. Obviously, He gave me two children, so I'm a father. And there are things, you know, sometimes at work, people... You know, they, especially in the military, they, they try to push this whole cohesiveness and, you, you know, this unit or whatever. And people, and sometimes at work people will, will, will say, and, and I don't necessarily think that they're even really trying to do anything sinful, anything wrong. But, you know, people will say, hey, we're going to go uh, go-kart racing. Do you want to come? You know, it's these young guys that have no kids. And, you know, I could maybe go spend every, you know, uh, something that's really big with people my age, paintballing. You know, go-kart racing, all these things. And, and look, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing sinful with those things. And these guys, you know, I'm, maybe they're doing sinful things while they're doing it. You know, getting drunk and doing all these stupid things. But, you know, I could, I'm sure I could find some, uh, uh, you know, paintball league to go be a part of or something else. But hey, that could be a distraction from what God has called me to do. If I, if I decided to just, hey, I'm going to go paintballing every Friday night, every Saturday, and I just don't spend any time with my kids, that might be a distraction from what God has called me. Now, hey, those guys who are inviting me over, they don't have any children. Maybe they just, they, they're not doing anything wrong. They're just trying to have fun and they're just trying to be 
friendly. They're saying, no, give me an invitation or whatever. But the thing is, they don't have the same calling that I have. They don't have children like I have children. And God has given me children. I can't spend my life paintballing. I can't spend my life bowling. I can't spend... And I'm not saying anything that's wrong and, you know, doing that by... You know, it's not simple. But God has a calling. Or, you know, another example. I'm a pastor of a church. God has that calling. That I mean, sometimes I can't... You know, some, on Saturday nights, we got to get ready for church. You know, my wife and I, we got to get things ready and got to get going. And sometimes people who aren't necessarily trying to be sinful or do anything wrong... They just don't have that same calling. See, Tira has no problem spending his life in, in, in Haran. But God didn't call Tira. God called Abram. God didn't speak to Tira. God spoke to Abram. And you've got to recognize the things and the ministries and the, and, the, and the stuff that God has put in your life and that God has called you to do. And maybe there's people in your life who are distracting you and people in your life who are, who are taking you away and pulling you this way and pulling you that way. And they might be bad people, but they might not be bad people. They might just not have the same calling and they're just wasting your time. God had already told Abram what to do. Look at verse uh, 32 in Genesis chapter 11. Actually, look at verse 1 in Genesis 12. It says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram. It's very interesting, because we just got done reading that, well, look at verse 31 again. And Terah took Abram his son, and Lot the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarai his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife, and they went forth with them from the earth of the Chaldees to go into a land of Canaan, and they came unto Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were two hundred and five years, and Terah died in Haran. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the, of the earth be blessed. So, Abram departed, and look what it says, as the Lord had spoken unto him. God had already told Abram what to do. It's a little more clear in the book of Acts, if you go with me to the book of Acts, chapter number 7. In the New Testament, Acts chapter number 7, and look at verse number 2. Acts chapter number 7, and look at verse number 2. Bible says, this is Stephen, by the way, preaching. And he's, he's preaching to the Jews there in Acts 7. And he begins to go into the history of Israel. And he says in verse 2, And he said, Men, brethren, and fathers, hearken. The God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham... When he was in Mesopotamia, and look what it says, before he dwelt in Sharon. Now, Sharon is the New Testament translation of Haran in, uh, in the Old Testament. Obviously, when you know the Old Testament is, is Hebrew, the New Testament is, is Greek. When you translate certain words, they, they translate a little different. But Sharon is the Old Testament Haran. So the Bible says that God appeared, the God of glory appeared unto Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia. That's the year of the Chaldees. Before he dwelt in Charon. And said unto him, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and come in un, and come into the land which I will show thee. So we see there, God had talked to Abraham before he left Charon. He talked to him before he went to Haran. He talked to him in the earth of the Chaldees, and he said, Abraham, I want you to leave your country, and I want you to leave your kindred, and I want you to leave your father's house. 
But Abraham didn't depart to finish the journey until Terah died. In, in Genesis 12.14, if you go back to Genesis 12.14, you'll see, so Abram departed as a... I'm sorry, not Genesis 12.14, Genesis 11. Let me get there. Genesis 12.1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred. So, so he didn't depart until Terah had died, but he spent some time in Karen. Charon. But look at verse number 31 in, no, look at verse 5 in Genesis 12. It's very interesting what the Bible says. Verse 5 in Genesis 12. Now it says, just look at the first few words, the first three words. It says, and Abram took. Now compare that with Genesis 11.31 that says, and Terah took. You see the difference? At the beginning of the journey, the Bible says, Terah took Abram and Lot and Sarah. They go spend time in Haran. The Bible says in verse 32, And the days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. So Terah dies in Haran. And then, after that, now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country. You know, something he had already told him in Mesopotamia. Something he already told him in the year of the Chaldees. And then, in Genesis 12.5, now the story changes. Now it says, And Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gone inherit. So now Abram's taking charge that Terah dies. Haran, and, it, and I know it's really simple, I'm just trying to show you the entire story so you understand it. Haran is just a waste of time. Haran is anything that wastes your time. Abram was trying to get to Canaan land. Abram was supposed to go to Canaan land. God had called him to go to Canaan land. In fact, God had told him to go to a land that he, knew, he didn't even know where he was going. He packed his bags. I mean, this is a crazy story. God talked to Abram and said, Abram, I want you to pack your bags. I want you to get your family. I want you to grab everything you have. And I want you to go. He said, Abram says, where am I going, God? Just go. I'll show you. He said, but, but uh, what's the address? Just go. Bible tells us that Abram didn't even know where he was going. We know now that he ended up in Canaan land and they were journeying to that Canaan land. They were journeying to that destination. But when Terah took charge and Terah didn't have the same focus that Abram had and Terah didn't have the same God that Abram had and Terah didn't have the same call on his life that Abram had, they ended up just stopping over at Haran. And it wasn't necessarily wrong that they stopped at Haran, but it was just a waste of time. It was a waste of time. Abram still made it to Canaan. But he just wasted time in Haran. Haran had nothing to do with anything. And as Christians today, Haran is anything that wastes your time. Haran is anything that wastes your time. Haran is anything that wastes your time and stops you from journeying. See, the Christian life, the Bible refers to it as we're running. Uh, uh, the Bible refers to it as a, as a war. But the Bible many times it's, it says we're running and it's a journey and we're trying to get to a destination. And the destination we're getting to is eventually Canaan land. The destination we're getting to is eventually heaven. But like Abraham, as he's journeying to Canaan land, he stops up at Herod and he just wastes time there. And the problem is that many times we, uh, the application to our life is this, that as we're traveling to Canaan land, sometimes we hook ourselves up with people and we end up wasting time in Haran. Haran is anything that will waste your time. What's stopping you from walking with God? What's stopping you from walking your journey? What's stopping you from, is it your friends? Is it your family? Is it your sin? Is it anger? Is it troubles? Is 
is it emotions? Is it whatever is keeping you from getting right with God? For whatever is keeping you from going on the journey, from moving on and going towards that destination of Canaan land, that thing that is stopping you is the same that stopped Abram. It's just your heron. And I'd hate to get to the end of my life and realize I wasted my life in Haran. If you look at Genesis 11.32, look at what it says very carefully. And the days of Tira were 205 years, and Tira, look what it says, died in Haran. Do you think Tira was planning to die in Haran? I can promise you it wasn't. Because when, when in verse 31, and Tira took Abram his son, and Lot the son of, of Haran, his son's son, and Sarah the daughter-in-law his son Abram's wife, and it says, and they went forth with them from the earth of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. And they came unto Haran and dwelt there. So, Terah, it seems clear from the Bible, when he went on his journey, he was planning on getting to Canaan land. But because he decided to stop in Haran, the Bible says he died in Haran. And you know what? That, that's, that's what Haran is. People... Lives die in Haran. Christian lives die in Haran. People who have potential, and people that can do something, and people that can, you know, you, you really have two options in your life. One day you can get to heaven, and you can just be a hero. I mean, honestly, the Bible says that we're going to get to heaven, and, and, and we're going to get rewarded. And here's the thing, we're going to get rewarded based on how many people we get saved. Period. That's what the Bible says, and I, I've proven that from the Bible in many sermons before. Um, but, I mean, the, the, the economy in heaven is souls. You know, people think, oh, you, you're not, you're not going to get rewarded in heaven because you were a good person. It's just not going to happen. You're not going to get rewarded in heaven because you went to church. I mean, this is, this is what God expects you to do. Going to church is what God expects you to do. Reading your Bible is what God expects you to do. Getting, uh, praying is what God expects you to do. You know, we act like these things are so hard. Oh, it's so hard to read the Bible. It's so hard to pray. And, we, and there's this huge struggle. Those are things that God expects you to do. He doesn't even reward you for those things. When you get to heaven, you get rewarded based on the amount of people you led to the Lord. Based on the amount of people you got saved. You get rewarded based on the work you did to get people saved. And that's really the, the, the economy in heaven. If you want to know, you know you're, if, if you're thinking to yourself, okay, in the millennium, how many, am I going to get a crown? Am I going to get to rule and reign over, over uh, you know, many cities or, or a continent or a country? Or, or what, am I, what, what is God going to reward me in heaven? Well, how's your soul winning life? Because that's what God's going to reward you in heaven. It's very clear from the scripture. But see, we end up wasting our lives in Haran. And Tira who was planning on making it to Canaan, just died in Haran. And never even made it to Canaan. You know, and I would hate to get to heaven one day. See, because the thing is, we don't understand it now because we, you know, we get this tunnel vision. And we just look at our lives and we look at what we're going through and we look at what the issues that are plaguing us and, and, and all the, our struggles and all our problems and everything we have. But the thing is, the Bible says that our life is but a vapor. The Bible says that our life, I mean, if you, if you honestly, I don't know if you've ever done this. When I was a kid, I used to do this all the time, and I stopped doing it because I wasted so much time doing it. But I would just try to think, you know, how long is eternity? Have you ever done that? Just try to think, how long is forever? Because human beings, we think in, in time. You know, we think in, in uh, today ends, tomorrow begins, this year ends, a new year begins. But the Bible says in heaven there's no time. We're just going to be there forever. It's just going to be eternity. That's why... That's why uh, God said, you know, when, they, when, when Moses asked him, you know, who do I tell them, who do I tell Pharaoh sent me? He said, tell them that I am sent you. You know, I, I would have asked, you know, I am who? Who, who are you? And he said, I, I just am. I, I, I'm not anybody. I, I just am. Because God was saying, I, I just ex- 
exist. I just, I, there, there's no time frame. There's no beginning. There's no end. I just am. And sometimes I would think, you know, how long is eternity? If you really just sit down and think about it, it'll blow your mind because you can't, you can't grasp that idea of eternity. I mean, is it a thousand years longer? Is it 10,000 years longer? Is it a million years? A billion years? I mean, it's not even anything. It's not, we won't say, oh, we've been here for a billion years. We're just going to say, we've been here. It's forever. It's eternity. And our little lives, our little short lives, are 70 years, 80 years, 90 years. And you compare that small, minuscule, 70, 80, 90, 100 year time frame to eternity. And the sad thing is, one day we're going to get to heaven... Look, I, I don't want to get to heaven and be in line for the rewards and see people that I knew and see friends and family. And I'm going to see Paul, Paul and he's going to be talking to all the people he left the Lord and all the people he got saved and all these thousands and millions of people are going to be coming up to Paul and saying, thank you. For, and we all, by the way, if you're a Gentile and you're saved, you're indebted to Paul. You're, the gospel came to you through Paul. And Paul is going to get rewarded for all of those people that he left to the Lord. And, 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 and soul winners and preachers all over the world and all throughout history are going to get rewarded and God's going to give them crowns and God's going to, I mean think about who we're competing against when it comes because there's only so much room to be rewarded I mean the Bible says we get rewarded and God we're going to rule and reign with Christ so, so we're going to be ruling areas if you think about all the millions of people that have been saved throughout the years how are we all going to be ruling and reigning think about how big earth is I know it's earth I know it's big but how, how big it is. And then think about the people we're competing against. Paul. Stephen. Peter. I mean, these people led thousands of people to the Lord. You know, I mean, I, the sad part is, I think, I think we're going to get to heaven and just be overwhelmed with the thought. I mean, I don't even think, as I'm talking about it right now, I don't even think even I understand how much we waste our lives. We're going to be overwhelmed with the thought that we did nothing for Christ. I mean, I, I think the sad thing is that many of us are just going to find ourselves cleaning toilets in the millennium. You know, just sweet, just raking leaves. Because we did nothing with our lives. Because we just allow ourselves to spend our lives in Haran. Abraham eventually made it to Canaan. But he spent time in Haran. And it was just a waste of time. Was it necessarily sinful? I don't know. I don't think so. Some people believe it was sinful. You know, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily say it was sinful. But even if it wasn't sinful, it was a waste of his time. And I don't want to get to heaven and just realize, I had one opportunity. One life so soon shall pass. Only what's done for Christ will last. And I don't want to get to heaven and realize I had one opportunity to do something. I had one opportunity to make a difference. I had one opportunity to, to, to get people saved. I had one opportunity to influence people. I had one opportunity to raise my children. I had one opportunity to do things and, and, and serve God and live for God and just realize that I wasted and, and like Tira just killed my Christian life in Haran. And I just... Did it, I, mean, wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't it be horrible if I just get to heaven and realize I had one chance to raise two boys for God and I ruined it because I just wanted to spend my life in heaven? I know we don't think that way here, but I think in heaven we're going to be overwhelmed with the idea. And we're going to wish that we didn't yoke up with Tira. We're going to wish that we didn't yoke up with somebody who allowed us to get distracted because they weren't serving the same God and they, weren't, uh, they didn't have the same focus and they didn't have the same call. And I'm not saying those people, you know, there's unsafe people that are very nice, very polite, very decent people, but they don't have the same calling on their 
makes you go to Heron to waste your time. And the sad, is that, the sad part is that things die in Heron. Tira had every idea, every purpose to make it to Canaan land, but when he went to Heron, he died in Heron. And it's a very common thing, wasting your life. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, remember, they were supposed to go to Canaan land, and, they, and because they rebelled and they hardened their hearts toward God, the Bible says that they, God made them waste their lives. You remember, you remember the story? Forty years, till the whole generation died in the wilderness, never made it to Canaan land. The exact same thing. And the Bible says that until the entire generation died, then God allowed them to go into promised land, into the promised land. And I'm telling you something, those people literally got to heaven and realized we literally wasted our lives in the desert. We literally wasted our lives just walking in circles in the desert and we never made it to Canaan land. Why? You could have done it. They could have done it. God had every intention, God had every purpose for them to make it to Canaan land, but they didn't. And they wasted their time. Look at, go with me real quick to the book of Hebrews, chapter number 11. We'll look at a few verses, we'll be done. Hebrews chapter number 11, look at verse 8. Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse 8 in the New Testament. Towards the end of the New Testament. Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse 8. The Bible says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whether he went. Isn't that an amazing statement? Say, Abraham, how do you go, I mean, could you, could you literally imagine, if tomorrow morning I woke up and I said to my wife, okay, we got to pack our bags, we're going to sell the house, we're going to load everything up, and we're going to go to a land that God has told us to go, and my wife asks, where are we going? And I say, I have no idea. And the Bible says, look at the last part of that verse, not knowing whether he went. He didn't even know where he was going. But about, how did he do that? How was he able to, to, to do that and just, just unselfishly obey God? And here's, what, here's, here's the key word, by faith. Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance, obeyed. You know what made Abraham such a hero of the faith? I mean, Abraham's a major player in the Bible. He's one of the main guys in the Bible. And, he, and, and the reason he has that, uh, that privilege or that, 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 uh, that uh, following and that reputation is because of this word, he obeyed. And he went out not knowing whether he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise. As in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Skip down to verse uh, number 13. Hebrews eleven thirteen. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. You know, you should be very comfortable, you should be very wary not to get too comfortable here on earth, because the Bible says that we are just strangers, we are just pilgrims on earth. And it says, for they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. 
This isn't talking about, I don't know if you noticed, but this isn't talking about Abraham anymore. This is talking to, to Christians. It says, they seek a country. And it says, and if truly, if they have been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. The Bible says when God saved you, He called you out of a country. Just like He called Abraham. He said, Abraham, I want you to leave that pagan country. I want you to leave the worshipping idols. I want you to leave those heathen people. And I want you to go to a country that I will show you of. In the exact same way, the Bible says when God saved you, He called you out of a country. And He said, I want you to go. He said, you are a stranger. You are a pilgrim. You don't belong here. You're just on earth temporarily. And it says, for they that say such things, declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly... If they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. You will return to the country that God called you out of if you're mindful of that country. Luke 9.62, you have to turn there. It says, And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. If God gives you a work, if God gives you a mission, if God gives you something to do, and, and you take that plow and you say, I'm going to get to work, and then you look back at that old country, God says, you're not even fit for the kingdom of God. Look at verse 16, Hebrews eleven sixteen. But now, they desire a better country. That is, in heaven. See, this, this country, this world we live in, there's a better country. There's a better life. There's a better heaven. But look, 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 this is very interesting. Look at the end of verse 16. But now they desire a better country. That is in heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. For He hath prepared for them a city. Is, that's, that's one of the most intriguing phrases in the Bible I think I've ever read. The Bible says, Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. The Bible says that God is looking for a people that act and go and have faith in a certain way that He would not be ashamed to be called their God. Now the flip side to that is this. If there are certain people that God says, those are the people that I am not ashamed to be called their God, you know what the sad truth is? That that means there are Christians that the Bible makes it clear God is ashamed to be called their God. There are people who, who, who are saved we preached on eternal security this morning. They are saved. They're on their way to heaven. They're not going to lose their salvation. They're going there. God is their Father. They have the Spirit. They're, they're, they're not. It's eternal life. But God, the sad thing is, God looks down at them and says, I'm ashamed to be associated with you. I'm ashamed to be called your God. Because of the way you, you go in your journey. Look, I don't want to get to heaven... And, and, and be at that line. Be at that judgment seat of Christ. And say, man, I wonder what I'm going to get awarded. And get to heaven and just have God look at me and say, I was just ashamed, I was ashamed to be called you, your God. Whenever you told somebody you were a Christian, I, I, I was embarrassed. Because of the way you journeyed on earth. Did you make it to Canaan? Of course you did. But did you waste your life? The Bible says, I want to live in a way wherefore God is not ashamed. To be called their God. I want to live in a, in a way. And I want to just end my life. To where God says. They desire a better country. That is an heavenly country. Heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. Here's the whole point of the, of the sermon. There are things in this world. And there are people in this world. That just want to waste your time. And waste your life. And if you go to Haran. 
you might just die there. You might just end up wasting your entire life there. But even if you continue on to Canaan land, there's still a waste of time. Don't waste your time in here. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you so much. Thank you, Lord, for church.